does the injustice and indifference stop in the world? In a word, no. We left off telling how the ogre police are terrorizing and intimidating the people who are protesting the evil king. This episode is the March of the Resistance, and we have Sheroes and Heroes explaining why it's necessary to take a stand against cruelty and injustice. There is an old story about a village being terrorized by bandits. They placed their trust and money in the protection of a dragon. They fed the dragon, and as such, he grew huge and irascible. In the end, he terrorized the villagers. So they had to find new heroes and sheroes to get what they was rightfully theirs. However, the dragon was cunning. He sent people to disrupt their efforts and he blamed them for their victimization. So factions were drawn and many died and many were scared. Some joined the dragon admonishing that if they just put their heads down or put themselves together by their bootstraps and served up the savings that they were supposed to have, they would not be starving. This episode shows the blind trust by mainstream media on how to care for the unhoused and the housing insecure. We will show that the protests that are on May 1st, which is also May Day, and how the lines blurred on the key architect to all of the protesters. Poverty, courtesy of capitalism. Capitalism is the astounding belief that the most wicked of men will do the most wicked of things for the greatest good of everyone. Can I ask a few questions? Of course. What what's going on? We're uh, we're out here in support of our comrades upstairs. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if they gave them the same room that you were staying in last week. Really, I hope probably but different. Yvonne <laughs> went and he's checking out a room upstairs right now, and uh, they 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 let him see it, and so now he's not going to leave. Oh, going to stay until until they agree to let everyone. So that's the direct action. So what are your thoughts on that? You think that's great? I think it's great. I'm here to support it. No, excellent. What do you think? Uh, what's your opinion on the situation? I yeah. noticed you guys are carrying a sign. What's the sign you're saying? Uh, so our sign is just uh, Mayor Garcetti, commandeer this vacant hotel uh, for the in-house now. That's oh. kind of how we feel. You know, it's Eric Garcetti's really got to step up. His power is What are the naysayers are saying that they, he has opened up some hotels? What is your thoughts on that? Uh, I think some is not all, and it's not enough. He's got to do better, and he's got to do more. I'm trying. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I see you have a sign. Uh, house for the all uh, house people. That's that warms my heart uh, for Weedy and House as well. So, uh, can uh, can you let the audience know who you are first? Yeah, my name's Annie. I'm a street watch. Oh, excellent. So, tell me what what brought you out here in this lovely Friday day. <laughs> Um, well, I'm just really inspired by Devon occupying this hotel. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's what we have to do. I think that direct action is the only way that we're going to force Garcetti to actually open up all these vacant hotel rooms. And it's absolutely necessary. People are dying. 
it's a it's a life and death situation. What do you think about mainstream media's lack of coverage of this? They're saying that the uh, mayor is already doing this. This is not news or this is not sexy enough for them to cover this on the front page. I think the mainstream media has always uh, been unfriendly to, to activists and to people who are trying to change the narrative. And I think that as much as we can get the word out, that's really powerful because we just need to get people to understand that Garcetti isn't doing shit. He's not housing unhoused people. He's moving incredibly slow and his pace is killing people. And so I think the more that we can raise our voices and do these actions, the more powerful we'll be. I heard recently that they uh, out there in Venice, they are arresting and ticketing unhoused people still and doing sweeps. Um, is, do you think that that would stop if they had hotel rooms? I sure hope so. Oh. Yep. Thank you very much, Annie. This is Theo Henderson from Witty Unhoused. And more to follow. We're just going to mill around a little bit and see what other uh, direct actions or other people we can interview. Tell me what's your uh, what's your take on the situation? Um, you know, I think it's just uh, you know it's control. Um, you know, the saddest it is to say, uh, you know, the powers that be they view homelessness as a business. So the more people that are out, you know what I'm saying, you can create more shelters and create more quote unquote organizations that uh, help the people. But really, what's happening is you're creating a revolving door situation. So by having people going through that revolving door, it's just more profitable. How did you get involved in this? Uh, well, uh, I met uh, Devon and, and Iman and a lot of the uh, Good guys. other, yeah, yeah. Echo Park, yeah. yeah, the other homies at Echo Park. Um, really, it started with, with the cops just constantly bothering us, yeah, um, yeah. and at one point it escalated to where um, they were physically taking our and taking our food and tables and things like that. Um, so from there, I joined the protest with them. Um, and I recorded uh, when Devon got arrested violently. Uh, luckily, he was uh, released, and um, so yeah, it just kind of it just kind of went from there. We all um, we all had a common ground. We were tired of being fucked with, um, excuse the language, but <laughs> and um, you know we were tired of the cops uh, screwing with us, and we just put our heads together, and from there, you know, we've just been holding it down. Are you in favor of hotels or shelters? Uh, definitely hotels. Um, the thing with shelters, the conditions are, are terrible in a lot of these uh, shelters. You have cockroaches, rats, things of that such. Not only that, they're not taking into account people have mental, uh, you know, disorders and things going on. So there's, you know, there's some people that um, they need a room to themselves, you know what I'm saying? And putting, having 80 to 100 to, you know, however many people in one room, you know, it's just not... It's not, it's not copacetic, you know what I'm saying? I found sometimes the staff could be definitely definitely challenging or the rules and shelters could be difficult too. What do you think? But definitely. Um, I had a friend stay at the Union Rescue Mission um, and within the first half hour, uh, he was bullied, things were stolen from him. 
um, he was being harassed in the bathrooms and the shelter uh, staff kind of just turned a blind eye to it. You know, at Union's uh, rescue mission right now, that they have the uh, the shelter shut down because over, uh, we'll say, 80 percent of the residents have COVID-19. So perfect, perfect example. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it's you know it's one of those things where you know you if you're going to institute policies of having us wear masks, having us do this. You got to be balanced on the other side by, by leaving people out in the streets or putting them in a shelter, as you said, in close proximity, you put people in danger. One of the last things I wanted to talk about is that um, why do you think that people are still open for, and particularly all of the council members, with the exception of four of them, are open for police officers continually sweeping people during COVID-19? Um, I, you know, I think it comes to a lot of it is a lack of uh, uneducation, a lack of education, excuse me. Uh, some people, you know, they just, they're, they're only going to see the, you know, they see the cops as, well, they're just doing their job. And, you know, um, they're seeing what they want to see, basically. Um, and, and the thing is, okay, yeah, you know, they're here to uphold the law or whatever, but it gets to a point where if certain lines are being crossed and certain freedoms are being, uh, you know, fucked with, then that's, we as the people have a right to stand up for ours, you know what I'm saying? So it goes, it's a yin and yang balance. Um, you know, you guys can uphold the law, but at the same time, if you guys screw with us, we're sovereign citizens, we have the right to say no, you know what I'm saying? So... One of the last is, what would you want, what's the best way for us to help you? Let me take this out. Um, I mean, just in terms of the homeless all together, yeah. um, just get the word out, uh, you know, action. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to go on social media and put a post or, or, or put a picture, but, you know, as, as these uh, people are doing today, you know, coming out to the movements, um, speaking with action, speaking with your dollars. Um, yeah, you know, just keep pushing forward, and um, I think it's going to be power in numbers. When you get to a certain amount of numbers, it's going to get to the point where the city has no choice but to, but to acknowledge it. Thank you very much, Phoenix. I appreciate it. Breaking news, uh, Javon, an unhoused resident of Echo Park, has uh, did a direct action at the Ritz-Carlton as one of the hotels that I was in uh, a few weeks ago. And we're making a demand that Air Garcetti pick up the pace and put unhoused people in hotels instead of letting them stay vacant. More to follow. Thank you for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. Henderson from Weedy and House. We're right at Lab and at Five, as you should say. Uh, the, the direct action with Javon, who's occupying a hotel here. He refuses to leave to give a message to Mayor Garcetti to pick up the pace and uh, open up these hotel rooms. He's either 
uh, hotels and beds or body bags. It's this choice. So we're, right now I'm going to interview Joanna Swan with Street Watch, and she's going to tell me what her perspective is. And I like. <laughs> let's start with the poster. What is this? People over property. Yeah. No vacancy. Nine thousand. Oh, ninety-seven thousand hotel rooms in LA. You need to house the unhoused now. So we know what your perspective is. <laughs> so yeah. He needs to house the unhoused, but more importantly, he needs to commandeer the hotel rooms. Because what he's saying is eek sauce. What Mayor Garcetti is saying is that they can't do enough. They, they love to do this. The city council members also do this. Oh, we, can, we don't have the power to help. When in fact they do, and they're just being cowardly and bought out by the very people that own and run these establishments, like these luxury hotels. Um, what about his weak sauce ex excuse about they don't have the staff to staff them? <laughs> well, that's another important issue that we're fighting for. You know, we're fighting for working class workers, people that need jobs right now. Hotel workers have, are losing their jobs. They're in danger of also losing their homes because of that. Um, and if they had any ounce of imagination or creativity, our electeds would be able to help us solve this problem. If we, through mutual aid, can figure out ways to help each other without getting paid, then our city officials should be able to do that for the folks that have already been doing those jobs. Today is May Day. Can you tell us, do you think this aligns with May Day's, uh, May Day's objectives? Absolutely. This is a working class issue. This is a race issue. This is a gender issue. This is an issue that affects all workers and all people in this country. And in fact, it even affects rich people because the folks that are suffering on the streets right now are in danger of harboring the disease that so many people are afraid of right now. So what, what benefits everyone and what leads to everyone's liberation is the stuff that we're asking for. You know what I noticed too, I've been noticing like the Los Angeles Police Department has not been sheltering in place or using masks and stuff, and they're usually the ones that are called on in-house people. Do you think that that could help contribute or, or spread the COVID-19? Absolutely, and we know there's already over 100 cases of coronavirus confirmed in our jails here in California. Um, that number will only grow as testing becomes more available. It's really funny to see the people that are supposed to be enforcing the mask law and the shelter-in-place law standing around not wearing masks, entering restaurants without masks. I don't even want to know how they're at treating unhoused people when there's no one else monitoring. Um, it's a huge danger. I, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, today there's people protesting uh, the shelter-in-place laws in front of City Hall and saying, you know, the economy is more important than the community's health. Um, you got to wonder how many of those police are also of that sentiment. Well, yeah, exactly, because what it seems like the poor people have to work, not the un, uh, not the rich, and they are forcing uh, uh, people that are poor to l put their lives over money. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's what we've been historically forced to to live under the, uh, that kind of oppression in this system, where property, as I wrote on my sign, seems to be more important than people's lives, than human life. Um, and that valuation is wrong, and we need to change that. Thank you, Joanna. This is Theo Henderson from Witty Unhoused. I'm going to mill around. Uh, there are some protests going on. They're walking around. I'm going to interview as many people as I possibly can to figure out what's really uh, at issue is why the mayor will not listen to the people instead of the property owners and the money interests. Thank you for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding.
This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. This is May Day, May 1st, 2020. And May Day is one of those episodes or inter interviews that we are fighting for the working class people. Uh, we're in the studios and I would like to show, uh, excuse me, sir, could I uh, get a couple of uh, uh, comments from you about the situation? I'm looking at your statement here. It says Garcetti is a coward. Vacant hotels equals death. So tell us a little bit about your perspective on this. Garcetti is the power to commandeer all the hotel rooms in Los Angeles. Uh, there's tens of thousands of vacant rooms right now. More rooms than there are unhoused people in this city. Uh, it's impossible to socially distance without a home. We want all unhoused people to be housed in hotel rooms immediately. Garcetti knows he has the authority to do so, but he's too afraid to do it. That's why he's a coward. I forgot to get your name. My name is Theo. What's your name? Miguel. Miguel. Oh, you look different with the, uh, his mask on. Miguel, he, I have seen him on many times. He's been an advocate for the in-house. He, uh, he patrols the El Pueblo area. So how did you get involved in this, uh, this fight? Uh, well, I was really inspired by the people who are already doing monitoring for Streetwatch, and I, and I moved downtown and just saw the incredible need there was for organizing and advocating for housing justice, and so I got involved and was, uh, you know, I learned a lot from really amazing organizers. One of the things I wanted to know is that, do you think the mayor will be waking up from his doldrums to do something, or what? You know, I'm, I'm pretty cynical about the whole thing. I think Garcetti is a really weak leader, and he's proven himself again and again to only take into account the interest of the developer and donor class. Uh, you know, his biggest accomplishment to date is trying to bring the Olympics to Los Angeles, which will, will be an absolute travesty for our city. And that's really the only thing he can point to as an accomplishment, and that's not an accomplishment. It's an atrocity. So, no, I don't have a lot of faith in our mayor. So, today is May Day. Do you think this coincides with the May Day's message? Absolutely. I think workers' rights and housing rights are very much intertwined. If people cannot work right now because of the pandemic, then they can't get paid, then they can't pay their rent, then they're on the verge of becoming unhoused. It's all connected. It's all ties together. That's my episode 21, and I definitely agree. Because I also noticed that there were some statements on Twitter about uh, telling after you call the police uh, to help them de-escalate de or don't call the police. What is your perspective on helping uh, make this message be a positive one? Well, in regards to calling the police, I don't think we should ever be calling the police to solve any of our problems, let alone emergencies related to housing or unhoused people. Uh, they're an inst instrument of state violence, and we should avoid using them at all costs, and we should defund the police. They are over 50% of the city budget, and we could be using that money to house people instead of persecute them. Given, given the two or three times likely of uh, African-American and uh, our brown uh, brothers and sisters are twice as likely of being harmed or killed, um, with this direct action, do you think the escalation with police or de-escalation with police uh, would be needed? Or would you think, how can we stop that from happening? <laughs> it's a great question, Theo. I wish I knew how to stop police violence against organizers and against the most vulnerable people of our city. I don't have the answer to that. Uh, but it's, you know, the LAPD have proven time and time again that they are here to protect the uh, interests of, of property and capital, uh, not the interests of workers or tenants in this city. Or the unhoused. Or the unhoused. This is Theo Henderson from Whittian House. Thank you, Miguel, for taking your time to talk with me. I'm going to mill about to see what, uh, what else we got in store. 
and I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. Anderson from Woody and House. I see a protester out here with a sign that says no rent, no evictions, and no vacancies. And uh, houses available, more vacancy than unhoused people. Wow! So tell me, what brought you out here today on May Day? Well, May Day, we're out here in solidarity with workers who are in a very precarious position right now, along with our unhoused neighbors because uh, housing is precarious. Uh, hardly any of us are working right now, but guess what? Our mayor and the city council of Los Angeles haven't done anything to protect us, to keep us from being super vulnerable during this time when COVID is popping off. So we're out here to demand that they start opening up more than 15,000 hotel rooms mm -hmm. for the over 100,000 unhoused neighbors we have who are still out on the street, unable to follow these safety guidelines and social distancing because they don't have a room of their own and i'm here to try to build that movement up and add my voice to it thank you thank you very much uh so do you think mayday uh, ties into with the unhoused community i don't see how it doesn't i mean workers are getting screwed right now the people who are getting the, the fluffiest comfiest bailouts are the corporations the same old don't know if i can cuss on with the house the same old <laughs> it's the same thing it's the banks get bailed out first and foremost and then the people below are left to fend for themselves so they pit landlords against the renters and renters against their own choices between rent food the tenants union is telling us right now, food not rent, and I completely agree. When we're forced to pick what we're gonna choose for survival, we have to pick things like food. We have to pick things like shelter, but they're not helping us. So the workers are out here, people who are actually doing work, who have been living paycheck to paycheck or no paycheck at all, or stuck in the gig economy. Hell yeah, it's all tied in. So I was wondering too, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine was saying that a person, she owns property and the people are obviously in panic mode because they can't pay the rent because there are no jobs available during the panic 19. But she has a problem because she has, she pays mortgage. So she may be in jeopardy of losing her thing. So uh, if you have mortgage or a place that you're renting out to people, what advice would you give for them? <laughs> Just look at what's above you. If they're gonna eat people on the bottom first, our most vulnerable citizens, you're next. It's gonna go all the way to the top until rich are fighting themselves. And that's why we're out here to try to nip it in the bud before it gets completely out of control. It already is for too many people. This whole COVID thing is exacerbating the entire crisis. Trust me, landlords and mortgage owners, you are next. If you don't feel it yet, you will feel it next because the banks will want their money. We've already been told they're too big to fail, and that's what they still believe. Nothing has changed. They rolled back all of the protections for people with mortgages and people going to buy houses after the last crisis when Trump got in. You are not protected. 
Well said. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understand. And House News. In Los Angeles on May 1st, 2020, ex-model and in-house resident Devon Braun and Street Watch and Hotels Down Hospitals activist Jed Period entered the Ritz-Carlton near LA. They entered and occupied a hotel. One of the activists, Victoria, guarded the door while the mayor said publicly they had a room for Devon. Just not at the Ritz-Carlton. While going on record, the police arrested him under the agent of Arnie in Sorensen's direction. The Marriott has taken handouts from taxpayers and the millions. They are part of the Business Improvement District to criminalize the houseless community. The hotel has sweat bathrooms for showers, cooling, air conditions, and toilets. The area refuses these things for the houseless community. The group posted a banner highlighting on the bed of a death by the LAPD, Charlie Africa, of COVID no vacancy. It was not written on the bed. In Spokane, Washington, the police pushed the unhoused out of the park. The police ordered the houseless community out of the park after a warning shelter closed. Oakland City Council agrees to pay $1.4 million to the mother of houseless man Joshua Powlett, who was killed by the police. The death occurred March 11, 2018. This resulted in the firing of five police officers and the ouster of a police chief and Councilman Noel Gallo seconded the settlement stated, I voted for the payout because the council was told by a consultant that if the case went to trial, a jury could award closer to $5 million. He made his decision purely out of choice to keep the books balanced in Oakland. The Oakland Police Commission, which is made of civilians, voted to terminate Brandon Harass, William Berger, Craig Tanaka, and Sergeant Francisco Negretti. In Lexington, Kentucky, the shelter for kids, families, and victims are cut from the Lexington budget. And this is Unhouse News. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women are merely players. They have the entrances, and they have the exits. This second protest is at Mayor Eric Garcetti's house. Again, at the last protest, protesters were cited for beeping and making noise. This time, it happened again. Let's hear the first-hand accounts from the protesters. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. I have one of the protesters here, and he's going to introduce himself and tell us what this is all about. Good evening, sir. Hi, uh, my name is Kenneth Martin. Uh, I am here with the protesters. Basically, uh, you know, we're trying to follow the city's orders, which was to stay home. Uh, you know, almost half of LA is unemployed now, and we're supposed to stay home. You know, we're following the rules. That means that rent now—that's a punishment for following the city's rules. We. We shouldn't be paying rent, there shouldn't be mortgages. That all needs to and not be put on hold. If I haven't worked in three months, how am I gonna pay three months back of rent at the end of all that? 
No one can do that. No one can do that, and it only will make the homeless problem worse here. Do you think there's a link between uh, the unhoused community and the workers in Secura that don't have jobs now? I, I think there is, and I think that link will only get stronger. I mean, part of this protest also is there are over 100,000 hotel rooms in this city that aren't being used right now. We can use every single one of those to house those people. He has the power to do that. He's the mayor of our city. He has the power to do that. And, and at city council meetings, they say, oh, it, we can't do that because the governor, he'll make it illegal. Well, guess what? In Oakland, they're already starting to do stuff. So, I, I don't know if we can cuss on it. That's bull****. It's bull****. It's not true. Why is he so reluctant to do things? Because most of city council's made up of landlords. Mm. I didn't know that. I know that Mayor Garcetti owns partial of a hotel. That's right. I heard Nuri Martinez has rents, and I know that there's a couple of other council members that does, like current Price and... Yeah, I, I don't know all the names, unfortunately, but yeah, a, a lot of them are, um, a lot of them are, that's why another thing I'm, I'm, you know, speaking for myself, but I think a lot of people here, a big mission for a lot of us is getting uh, Nithya Raman elected. Mm -hmm. uh, Good. I interviewed her for my uh, show on oh, episode great. seven. Cool. Uh, she had some very interesting ideas on it. She's what do you great woman, yeah. What do you think Nithya Raman would do to would be different than Mayor Garcetti? I think I think Nithya Raman cares about the the people, you know. And by the people, I don't mean the people just lining her pocket. I mean the people who actually live in this city who they're supposed to be caring about. Mm. Well said. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Well, have a good day. And this is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. I thank you all for listening. I'm going to be um, milling about, and there's more to follow, and I hope you, we meet again in the light of understanding. Henderson from Weedian House. We're right now at the mayor's house. This is May 1st, May, uh, 2020, May Day, and I'm speaking with one of the activists out here. So tell us what's happening out here. So, Theo, we are out here in front of Mayor Garcetti's house demanding that he cancel rent for the duration of the pandemic. Many of us have lost our jobs due to no fault of our own. You know, there are lawyers out here, there are teachers, there are nurses, there are a whole bunch of people who are essential workers who need protection and a whole bunch of others who have completely lost all of their income and are in danger of losing their housing. And so we are asking Garcetti today to cancel rent and protect all tenants. We are also asking him to open up hotel rooms to our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness um, because he has, he has taken credit for this already. You know, he has already gone on television and said, I'm asking hotel owners to open up their hotels. But he hasn't mandated that. He hasn't given an order for hotel owners to open up their hotels. And he hasn't opened up his own hotel to shelter unhoused people during the pandemic. Uh, you were out here last time and they had uh, detained you. Was that correct? Yes, they did. They detained me and one other activist. Uh, what happened? 
Well, uh, from my perspective, I was uh, I was using the microphone. I was leading chants, and a uh, police officer just came up and said, hey, you're being cited. Come over here with me. Uh, and I put my hands behind my back, and I went with him. Uh, and then I went over to the car, and while they were writing my ticket, um, <clears throat> they brought Nicole over and put her in handcuffs. Uh, and then they... they pushed us down the block they walked us down the block in handcuffs and then they put nicole in the back of a police car i see wow that's amazing just for using a microphone yeah just for using amplified sound uh, in a residential neighborhood and then today they're actually they're trying to do the same thing oh really? we came prepared yeah we started the sound ordinance starts at 4 30 p.m okay but so we started our protest in good faith at 3 30 mm-hmm. so that we would have an hour to do this mm-hmm. uh and they came out and they told us initially that they were going to start ticketing us mm-hmm. uh pretty much right away 15 minutes in mm-hmm. uh and then it's it's four o'clock and they're they're claiming that they're gonna they're gonna start stopping cars and warning them um but the noise ordinance doesn't actually start for another half hour. I think they're just they're just abusing their power at this point. Right. That sounds exactly exactly what they're trying to do. I witnessed uh, one of the accounts uh, last episode that they ticketed a guy that wasn't even honking his horn. So that's not far out the possibility. Uh, what do you want the listeners to understand on how to become involved? Um, if you can, if you can't pay your rent this month, please don't. Please reach out to your local tenants union and get help. We will tell you uh, what the, what the laws are that protect you, uh, and how we're trying to change the laws to protect you even further. And then, folks who can, please, even if you can pay your rent, please strike in solidarity with us. Please uh, reach out and join the tenants union. This is really about this is about rich and poor at this moment, and uh, the rich have controlled this city for far too long, and they're they're throwing us, they're, they're hanging us out to dry. Thank you, Sabrina. This is Theo Henderson from Whittier and House. I'm going to mill around to get a little more inf- interviews. And thank you again for listening. May we again meet in the light of understanding. Thank you very much. Thank you, Theo. from Weedy and House. If you could hear all the sounds around us, we got a mariachi band, cars are honking, signs are being raised, and police presence is everywhere. So here again in the studios we have Albert, and he's going to tell us what's going on this time. Well, this time we find ourselves outside of Garcetti's again because, um, you know, he, he still refuses to act. He is fully aware of the power that he has. He's not a dumb guy. He's very media savvy. He really knows how to talk to people. But he's failing us again and again and again. Yeah. And, you know, we have to bring, we have to keep doing this. We have to escalate it because otherwise we don't know what else to do, you know, besides jumping over that fence that that's going to get his attention. Because we've been out here, we've been to the council members' houses, and they just keep doing things. So maybe, maybe our protests are, are, are pissing them off. You know, maybe, maybe they're trying to spite us. But it means that we're, you know, they're paying attention. And Garcetti can't not know that that what we're doing here. So we're here again, asking him food, telling him food, not rent, asking him to commandeer 
the hotel rooms, asking him for rent forgiveness. It's May Day, you know, no, we shouldn't be working right now. People should be staying inside and, and not spreading this disease. And the essential workers are out there putting their lives on the line. Somebody who works at a grocery store should never have to worry about their, their own livelihood, you know? And, and you have, I have friends who still work at Trader Joe's, tons of friends. Tons of friends who work at Trader Joe's that are terrified of, of getting COVID mm -hmm. and not only getting it for themselves, but getting it for the, you know, their yeah, elderly, family. yeah, their elderly grandma, you know, yeah. their, their, their dad who yeah. has a condition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad has asthma. He's 59. He's in okay health, but I, I'm terrified of giving him this. And luckily I don't have to go to a grocery store at a quote unquote essential business every day, but a lot of people do. And, and there's no protections from, for them. You know, there's, there's nothing that, and, and Garcetti is not doing anything for anybody except people who are wealthy. And that's what the, what the game has always been. Well, Albert, you have put a, uh, gave us a mouthful and plenty to think of. <laughs> and I thank you. I enjoy always interviewing yes, you. thank you. Yeah, uh, this is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. And I hope you all continue to listen. And may we again hopefully meet in a light of understanding. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, thank This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House, and I'm here uh, in at Mayor Garcetti's house on May 1st, 2020. This day is May Day, and this day holds a lot of significance for the unhoused and working class. And I wanted to uh, talk to one of the other protesters and get his perspective on it. So what is this? What does May Day mean to you? It's International Workers' Day. We have Labor Day in the U.S., which was specifically designed to undermine May Day which came out of, uh, you know, the Haymarket riots, a police riot in Chicago in the 19th century that, like, inspired workers' movements around the world. And, uh, you know, the U.S. government being what it is said, we can't have any of that. We need to have uh, a day where we celebrate labor and have solidarity between the classes, which is, uh, you know, nonsense. So What happened? What, what happened? I heard some of you say the hay, hay riots. What happened then? The Haymarket, Haymarket riots were, um, you know, a series of uh, anarchists protest, protesting uh, in, in the midst of a bunch of labor disputes, sort of like we have now. Uh, and uh, someone threw a bomb, and uh, there was a riot. A lot of people were killed. Uh, of course, the narrative that you're that you will learn in school, if you ever learn about it, is that the uh, the anarchists were blowing stuff up because that's <laughs> what you're taught to believe about anarchists. Uh, but there's a lot of evidence that there were, that the police started the riot, which is which would be normal to those of us who understand how these things work, right? You know, the last time I was here, it was not that many this many cars here. It was some cars here. Don't get me wrong. It was not that many. There was not that many signs that uh, there were signs and things like that. But do you sense that there's a lot of uh, agi uh, agitated energy, or people are, are are getting a little more tired about this? It's May 1st. Rent is due. Uh, I think you know a lot of people thought they could squeak by for April. You know, you talk to a lot of people, even like very dedicated, uh, you know, tenants who are organizing their buildings and pushing back. They've really internalized this idea that the rent comes first. Like even if you're going to run out of food by the end of the month, you got to pay that rent. And, um, you know, so people made it work for April, but they're really on the razor's edge now. They're not, if they pay the rent this month, they're going to run out of food. They're not going to be able to pay for any kind of emergency. Um, they're not going to be able to take care of themselves. So they're ready to, you know, they're ready to turn up for this. What, what do you think is going to happen for a lot of, uh, because 
Last count, it's like six million people file for unemployment insurance. What do you think is going to happen to these people for if, let's say, for example, June comes and they can't pay their rent? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, there are some protections for people who can't pay their rent. So, you know, they're going to be able to put it off in the city of Los Angeles. You know, you can, you have to say that you're affected by COVID. But, <laughs> I always get distracted when a rat walks by. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's going to be... The, the way it's set up now, you know, saying that you lost income as a result of COVID is a defense for an eviction. Evictions can get filed when the state of emergency is lifted. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and you're going to have a year to pay it back. So, you know, it's going to be a mess. The courts are going to fill up. Lawyers are going to pull all kinds of shit. Landlords are going to pull all kinds of shit. And, you know, if people don't understand their rights and don't fight for real protections, look, if people are rent burdened and they're paying 60, 70 percent of their income for rent and then you start tacking on one, two, three months of due, like post, um, you know, of, of past due rent onto that uh, and they only have a year to pay it back, you're going to see a lot of people who aren't going to be able to make the rent going forward. And it's going to be a, it's going to be an even worse crisis than we have now. Well, thank you again for taking the time to speak with me, Jay. Um, you're with what? What, what union are you with? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm. I, I organize with Hillside Villa Tenants Association right now, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean. You <laughs> Well, Hillside Villa has had some uh, some major victories. For example, getting Gil Cedillo to put uh, eminent domain. You guys had a long, yeah. protracted battle. In case you haven't heard, I interviewed a few other residents from Hillside uh, awesome. for that. So that's uh, my hats off to you, and I'm glad you're still a part of the fight. And I hope you stay. I hope you see you again in the fight. So, is there anything else you would like your audience to know? Oh, we solidarity with you, Theo, from Hillside Villa. Absolutely. Thank 100%. you. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy on the House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again truly meet in the light of understanding. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I'm here out at Mayor Garcetti's home, and I'm in the midst of walking around asking different people um, that are protesting. And I came upon an excellent sign. It's called Hunger Strike, and I will not eat until my people on Skid Row are housed. And I'm going to interview a couple of the, uh, the people that are posing these. So let's have an uh, introduction. My name is Theo. What's your name, ma'am? Uh, my name is Catalina Manzano, attorney at law. Oh, excellent. So what got you into the hunger strike? What made you uh, do this? Well, I have always been about uh, supporting the underprivileged. But right now, what, what is going on with Skid Row and the women and the children, nobody is taking care of them. Yes, that has brought that to my attention, of course. So this propels you to do a hunger strike. How long would you be uh, doing a hunger strike? As long as it takes for the mayor to actually utilize these resources that have already been allocated and get my women out of Skid Row and into hotel rooms, into health care, where those children and women need to be. 
that's how long it's going to take. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, so today's May Day. This seems like a perfect day to make this uh, conscious. Um, so uh, you have basically uh, says here, women and kids need your help. We are dying on Skid Row. So uh, they basically, I saw recently that they have a testing site. Well, well, perhaps they may. Perhaps they may. I'm not certain. But I, I need I need a complete testing site to get my ladies taken care of completely. Women and children. Women and children. That is my plight. Women and children. Thank you very much for uh, taking your time with us. Uh, this is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. Um, what should, let me get your name again. Catalina El Manzano, attorney at law. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, may we again meet in the light of understanding. To close this episode, I will leave you with this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. These protests are the seeds of hope to inspire more people who are afraid of the city, police, and their landlords. Please remember, encouragement is the fuel of hope. Let us encourage people to regain their humanity, hold the city accountable, and help all Angelitos, not just the business owners and the hotels. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding.